Hello, and welcome back to my podcast. It has been a minute, and I know I said that last time, but this time I genuinely mean it because I have been gone for a while, and this time for good reason, because life has been quite crazy lately, and a lot of things have happened. Um which is basically going to be the basis of today's episode because I feel like I just need somewhere to splurge out all of my current thoughts because I have done a lot in the past week and a half and I feel like I haven't really been able to really voice how I'm feeling about it all lately. And so if you don't really care about my personal life and what I've been doing lately, then this probably is not the episode for you because there's going to be a lot of that. Uh, So this is your warning now. If you don't want to listen to it, then see you next episode. Um, However, we are going to be getting into my actual life and I maybe there will be some lessons coming from it, but realistically, probably not. Um, Anywho, So, like I was saying, I have had a lot happen lately. Um, Number one being graduating. I graduated from high school. Big, big accomplishment. Um, Still doesn't feel very real. Um, It's weird. Anyway, so that's number one. Number two is I just got back from a week and a half trip to Europe the big, long-awaited Europe trip that I've been waiting for since forever. Anywho, so those are kind of big things, and it's kind of hard to get into the details of every little thing, but I'm going to try to do my best. Um, I've been just needing to record this episode because I feel like I want to be able to share my experiences with you guys. Um, but in a way that's, like, not annoying, I guess. I hope. I hope. Anyway, so, quick little update before we get started. I am, once again, in my closet. Um, if you, if you care about that, in the closet, on the floor. Um, really fun, really exciting stuff. Anyway, um, let's just get into it. So, I graduated on June 5th, I think. Sunday, June 5th. It's important that you understand the timeline here because a lot happened within 10 days. So, that kind of goes along with this whole story thing, whatever. Anywho, I graduated on Sunday, June 5th. And it was kind of like... It is, like, I feel like everyone feels the same way about it, but it is really, like, a surreal moment because, you know, you've been working for four years for this and you finally get to the stage and it's, like, an hour-long ceremony and then you're done. You know, like, all those experiences, all those moments, like, all those late nights of crying over your pre-calc homework finally are over. And... 
now that I'm saying it now, it is, like, really sad because you have some of your best moments in high school and some of your most memorable ones, and so it's it's sad to see it finally come to an end and realize that, like, a lot of the people that you went to school with for these past years, you're not really going to see, um, except for maybe over the summers or over the holidays, and yeah, so I'm, like, making myself sad talking about it, but I loved high school. I, I did. Um, there was a lot of ups and downs within it, but I will say overall it was a good experience, and I am going to miss it a lot. I'm going to miss the people I was with, and my, I had really good teachers, um, so I am going to miss it. However, I do think that I did not have enough time to process graduation, so I feel like it never really happened. Like, it was just, like, it was a dream. Like, it didn't actually happen because I graduated on June 5th, and the next day at 6 p.m., I was on a flight to France. So within 24 hours of me graduating, I was outside of the United States, and... So my energy was kind of more focused towards preparing for this big trip that I had coming up instead of kind of soaking in those last moments of high school. And so this pod, this episode is kind of me doing that because I feel like I never really got like full closure from graduation because I was just more, fo- more focused on what was ahead of me instead of being in the moment, which is kind of sad when you t- when I say it like that, but it's true. Like, I, I made, like, a whole montage for it, and I wish I could go back to graduation because I feel like I didn't soak it in as much as I should have, and I kind of regret that. So, yeah. Anywho, uh, yeah, so graduated, did the thing. It's fun because it was at the college that I'm going to next year, so that's kind of like a fun little moment, and it'll be full circle in four years when I graduate from there. Um, so that was fun. I did enjoy that, and my grandparents were there. My whole family was there. Super sweet, super fun, super slay. Um, and then the next day, we were off to Europe. So, with this whole Europe thing, there is a lot, there's a lot to break down, I guess, about my trip to Europe, because I have been dreaming about this trip since, I honestly feel like first grade, and for some context, I was in, I lived in Utah from first to eighth grade, and From first to eighth grade, I was in a French immersion program where half my day was in French, half my day was in English. I had a French teacher for half the day, English teacher for the other half. And we would learn French, and then we would learn English. We did did our math in French, which now that I think about it is, like, insane. Like, I wasn't doing French and English. I was doing it in French. Oh, wait. What? No. I was doing math in French and not in English. And then I would do, like reading and writing and all that in English, but then I'd be doing it in French too. And then we do history and science and all that stuff. Anyway, so that was the first eight years 
of school for me. And so it was a big part of my life. I made my best friends through that program. And honestly, I got a really good education out of it. And I'm very, very grateful for it. And then when I moved here, I took AP French my freshman year because I was already, like, at that level from, like, all the French I'd taken earlier. So I took that test. I passed, and then I kind of stopped using my French, which I, I regret because I love the French language. I think it's probably one of the coolest languages to learn and to speak and everything. So anyway, I kind of started, like, not using it as much. And then I realize that like I, I want to get back into it because I want to work on it in college and if I study abroad in college I'm most likely going to go to France. Anyway for my senior trip my parents decided that we would go to Europe because it's kind of like I feel after going that it is something that everyone needs to experience because it is a completely different lifestyle over there than here. And so my parents were like, they need, she needs to experience this and it will be fun for us to go. So it was me and my parents and then my sister. Um, and we boarded a plane and we had a layover in Iceland. So I can technically say I've been to Iceland. The stamp in my passport is from Iceland. Um, and then we flew into Paris. And Paris is honestly a, not super different than what I had imagined, but it's not all like dreams come true, a city of love, if that makes sense. I think people are a lot more normal there than you would think. It's not like everyone's like dancing in the streets and all that stuff. It's but it is a very overall like romantic city. It is very crazy. I would say that there's always something happening and I think it's crazy, but I really really enjoyed it. And I mean, I I think the best part was being able to use my French again because there are plenty of people there who don't speak English and if they and if they do speak English it's not very good and it's easier for them to speak French so being able to use my French and not have people be annoyed by me trying to speak French like they I was decent enough that they weren't annoyed by it was really rewarding because um you know I spent nine years of my life uh learning French and continue, we'll continue to learn it later on in life. So, yeah, that was really rewarding, and it felt really good to be able to do that. Um, anywho, I wrote some stuff in my notes while I was on the trip of things, like, that I would want to, like, mention on this podcast episode because I feel like they're things that everyone should know, either just in general or, like, things that you don't really learn about in like U.S. or not world history or like culture wise you know um so number one is that the French are really bad drivers and oh 
I feel like I could get in trouble for saying that, but I, I, it's fine. I've said it. It's done. They are really bad drivers. And when I say bad, I also mean like crazy because, and this was in Italy too, but people would be on like motorcycles or scooters. And when you're in traffic, they are zooming in between the cars, like in between the lanes. I'm using a lot of hand motions here, but you can't even see that. Like they would be zooming in between lanes while all the other cars are stopped and just because they can. And they would get so close to the cars that it was like, like you're just surprised that they didn't hit them or like didn't get hit by a car. And every time it happened, I was like, that, that little scooter, that little man on the scooter almost hit the car, but he didn't. And then he continued. There was one time when we were on bikes and they have like bike lanes for some roads but other roads you don't so you're like maneuver we were maneuvering around cars to get to our destination and like we were just like in the middle of an intersection like we were in our own lane we were on like electric bikes and we were like maneuvering through these cars to get to wherever we needed to be um that was probably the single-handedly most scary experience of my life um because there were many moments where I was like, I'm going to get hit by a car and I'm going to die. Uh, so, yeah, that's my, like, number one thing that I learned is that they are not the best drivers. And then just, like, regular dri- like regular cars are freaking crazy. Like, turn signals are just a suggestion and are not used very often. And then, like, the amount of times that, like, my our drivers would, like, cut people off was, like, insane. But it's not like we didn't get honked at it. We didn't get honked for it. Like, it it was weird. I think that's interesting. Um, another thing I will say about France is that people smoke just as much as they did, like, back when smoking was, like, a thing. And before people, like, knew it was bad for you. And the thing is, is that the people, like... There was, there was young people smoking. There was old people smoking. And everywhere in between, like, everyone would do it. And it was always after, like, it's, I know this is, like, a cultural thing, but it was always after they would eat. And it would be breakfast, lunch, dinner, doesn't matter the time, you hit a smoke after you eat. And so we'd be, like, sitting by people, and we'd be, like, getting secondhand smoke, like, blown in our faces from that. And honestly, I respect, like, the culture, like, of that, like, I think I th- honestly think it's kind of cool. I personally would never do it because I am not a smoker, obviously. But there's just kind of that, like, unanimous, yeah, smoking is bad for you, but we're still going to do it. And they do. There, I can't even count how many times we saw people with a little ciggy in hand walking the streets or sitting at a little roadside table. Uh... Yeah, that was, it wasn't very surprising, but it was um, smelly. Yeah, so not, not the greatest, most healthiest experience, uh, but interesting nonetheless. Uh, my last big thing about France that I noticed is how much more, like, environmentally friendly they are than the U.S. And 
it honestly makes me so happy that this is a f- like true because I like want to go into that kind of stuff in the future for like my career and I wanted I wanted to go study abroad because I wanted to go study how other countries are becoming more eco-friendly and the fact that like it was so much more noticeable in France just like made me I don't know it made me so happy because I realized that like if I do go and study abroad in France then I can like actually like learn more about this and like how they're implementing these things compared to what they're implementing in the United States and they are and it's so obvious it's like it is just so oh so obvious and I'm like these are just like easy things I'll get into them but they're like easy things that could easily be implemented here or at least over time could be implemented because it it is an important thing our world is not not gonna do very good in the next couple of years so I think it's important okay here are my here are the things that I think are very cool so number one is they had like their water was in cans they had like canned water so it wasn't in like plastic bottles and it was in like recyclable cans like metal like metal cans that you could recycle. I thought that was really cool because reducing plastic, we all, everyone needs it. I think, and yeah, so that was awesome, very cool. Also relating to that is that most of the grocery stores we went to, everybody brought their own bags. They all had these like little carts that they would push around, that they were like big carts. They would just bring them from home because everyone walks everywhere and so everyone bring their own bags but if you didn't have your own bag you have to pay for them and honestly that's really smart because that would clearly reduce the use of like plastic bags or paper bags by a lot because people would just start to bring their own bags they don't have to pay extra for bags and yes, if you really need to, you can, but it'll kind of implement that use of, like, bring your own bags. It'll be easier, better for the environment, all those things. So, I don't know. I think the, the French are doing a lot better in trying to save the Earth than we are. Um, and I appreciate that. So, thank you, France. Thank you for that. Um, lastly, my last thing for France, because this was probably one of my favorite things about the trip, is the metro, which is basically the subway system in France, and they call it the metro, and we took it everywhere, because we didn't take taxis, and Paris is a huge city, and we were kind of on the outskirts of it, so we had to, where we were staying, we had to take the metro to get places. Anyway... There are so many stops everywhere, and there were always just, like, so many people taking the metro, but, like, it causes, like, there were so many people walking everywhere. Like, people just, like, walk from their apartment to the metro station and then take the metro to work, you know? And honestly, I feel like if I were to ever live there or move there, like, I wouldn't even need a car because I could just, like, get a metro ticket, membership, whatever, and just take it to where I need to go, and then maybe get into a couple of steps along the way, you know? So I don't know, and, like, 
another thing I noticed is that everybody on the metro, or not everybody, but most of the people on the metro, like, they would always have, like, earbuds in or, like, headphones on. But I swear, no one had AirPods. Like, I don't think I saw one person with AirPods in. It was either, like, the wired earbuds that Apple has or, like, just straight-up headphones. And honestly, it was kind of sick. Like, I, I was kind of vibing with it. Like, the wired headphone look was kind of a vibe. Like, I started using it, like, two days in because I was like, these people look cool, so I'm going to start wearing my wired headphones. So I did <coughs> to kind of, you know, get into the experience more. Uh, or, like, people would have, like, just, like, regular headphones on, which is slay. So I don't know. Like, you just taking the metro everywhere was, like, really fun. And exciting. And it made me feel like a cool little Parisian girl, like, going to and from town and all that stuff. Um, yeah. I know that's not a, I know I said that was my last thing, but Parisian food, oh, baby. I don't even know. Like, I can't really go into that because it is just so, so much better than any kind of food here. Like, I would eat, like, I ate bread for every meal, every single day I was there, and I didn't feel bloated, I didn't feel gross, or, like, that I've eaten too much. It, it, I don't know what they're putting in their bread over there, but it is wonder, it's wonderful, whatever it is. And the best part about this entire trip, this is for France and Italy as a whole, is I could eat anything I wanted. And for the people who know me well, this is a big deal for me because I have major stomach problems. Like they call them, if they're called hot girl stomach problems, then I am like the hottest they come because I, my stomach problems are off the charts. Um, like sit in the bathroom sweating, crying, nauseous kind of stomach problems. And I do realize that that is probably, it's something that I need to get checked out and fixed. Um, but for the moment, we're just living through it. Anywho, I had absolutely no stomach problems on the entirety of my trip to Europe. And I was eating pasta. I was eating bread. I was eating dairy every single day, all the things that usually kind of trigger my stomach problems here had zero effect on my stomach in Europe. And I, I honestly just think it's like they are just so much more careful with what they put in their food. They're just so much more like, I don't know, they put more love into it, more love for the people with stomach problems, I guess. But they're just so much more careful with, like, the chemicals and, like, the artificial stuff that they put in their food. That, one, it tastes so much better and is low-key, honestly, probably better for you. Because Parisians are eating bread for, like, every meal, and yet they are stick straight. Stick skinny. They're tiny. Even the men. They're all small. But they're eating bread every day. So that doesn't make sense. So I'm telling you, there is something different in that food 
that is causing them to be like I don't even know oh I don't even know it's it's a mystery to me because like you're telling me I could have like pasta and crap for every meal and I was fine like that's what I eat in Italy I had pasta for every single like lunch and dinner every day and I was completely fine I just digested it and I was like on my way like what that's if I were to eat pasta for lunch and dinner in the U.S., I'd be dead. I would, I would probably be dead. My stomach would explode. And I'd be dead. I would die on the toilet is what I would, I would die on the toilet. So I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, it, it, it's crazy over there. It's different. And that's why I want to live there. Because I would be happy and stomach, stomach, stomach ache free in Europe is what I would be. And so I would jump at that opportunity. Uh, But for now, I live in the U.S. So I'm either going to have to just go to the doctor or something. Anyway, uh, moving on. So the first half of our trip we spent in France. And the second half of our trip we spent in Italy. And oh my goodness. As much as I loved Paris, it is a very crazy, very hectic city. And every single day that we were there, our schedule was kind of like packed to the max. So as the days got on, it it was really tiring. It was fun, but we did a lot and it was tiring. However, in Italy, we only had like one day where we had like a boat trip planned. And so all the other days were spent just walking around the little town we were staying on the Amalfi Coast, if you know where that is, you look it up on Pinterest and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about because it's literally a town straight from a movie, a little pinterest bore town. Anyway, so we would just, like, walk around the town, go to a restaurant, go to the beach, swim in the freaking Mediterranean Sea, go home, look at the beautiful view from our apartment, and then go to bed and call it a day. So, like, Italy was the vacation part of our European adventure. And Paris was kind of more like the adventure part. And if you follow any of, like, my Insta or Snapchat or anything, if you were following along with my trip at all, then you know I'm not exaggerating by saying that the place we were staying in Italy, Positano, is the most gorgeous place I have ever seen in my life. And I'm not exaggerating. My lock screen right now is a picture I took from where we were staying. And it's just, like, straight from Pinterest. Like, straight from a movie. It's gorgeous. It's, like, absolutely stunning. And I'm, like, actually obsessed with it. And the only thing that was kind of weird about it is, like, we flew into Naples, Italy, and the drive was insane because you are like driving on these in America would probably be considered one-way roads but in Italy they are two-way with the scooter people scooting in between the between the cars and you're on these you're basically on the side of a mountain like a cliff and you're on these like winding roads that wind back and forth around these mountains while there's cars coming from both directions. There's cars parked on the side of the street. And then there's scooter people like scooting in between you and around you and zooming past. 
And if you do not take Dramamine while you are in that car ride, you will probably throw up when you get out because it is insane. The views are also insane. Very pretty, very, very gorgeous. But the ride itself is insane. And I will say that Italians are not as crazy drivers as the French, but they are crazy in the sense of the roads that they drive on and how, like, confident they are in driving. Like, we had one taxi driver who, it was like he was in Mario Kart. Like, it felt like we were in Mario Kart. The, like, the stops he would take, the, t- I don't know, he would, like, honk at cars that were going too slow, and then he would, like, pass them. Keep in mind, we were in, like, a little minivan, like, a one of those mini, like, transportation vans or whatever. Like, we were in those, and we were, like, passing people on these tiny little streets. I don't know. I don't know where that guy had to be, but he was crazy. Absolutely crazy. Anyway... So, yeah, that's, like, the only kind of, like, iffy thing about it. But if you're fine, if you take a dram, I mean, you'll be fine. Um, yeah, everything there is literally, like, Instagram-worthy. Like, that sounds stupid and very, like, Gen Z, very 21st century. But it's true. You take a picture of something and you don't, like, no filter is necessary because it is, like, just perfect the way it is. Everything is so aesthetically pleasing that it is like did someone just like make this for sole purpose of being taken photos of I don't know the answer to that but I feel like it's yes but this town was created so long ago that they probably didn't even have Instagram when it was created and actually they didn't so um anyway um (coughs) sorry the people were really nice in Italy Like, they were so sweet, and all the people we talked to were just, like, the sweetest guy. And, like, we had this one taxi driver who drove us to our, like, boat trip, the boat dock that we had to get on for our little boat journey. And he was, (sighs) sorry, he was so sweet. And he would just, like, talk to my parents the entire time. And, like, they even, like, got to the topic of, like, the prices of houses in Italy, which, by the way are extremely expensive, like, insanely expensive. Also, gas, after doing a little math, is like $10 a gallon right now in Europe. So I'm glad I don't live there right now because that would suck um, to have a car there. Anywho, um, yeah, this taxi driver guy, he was, like, so sweet. He was so fun, such a sweet man. I miss him. Anywho, he was, I feel like him is like the perfect example of all the Italian people we met because they were all just so nice. And there was one time we were in a restaurant eating dinner and it was clearly like a family owned restaurant. Like all the guys there were either like family or like family friends. (sighs) I'm sorry. And they were all like, they had like some guy there singing like live and he had a little guitar and he was like playing music and singing and these guys would like sing along with him and like sing when he was not singing and like it was such like a fun atmosphere and just like a fun place to eat dinner eat your dinner you know and I don't know like it was just it it feels like surreal that place 
Like, it doesn't feel like a real place. Like, the view from our apartment was insane. Like, I I look at pictures of it. I'm like, that's not real. Like, someone just drew that. That's not actually a real picture. <sighs> I'm sorry. Ugh. I should not still be jet lagged, but I feel like I am. And that's not good. Because, like, I want to go back to my real life and do stuff at night. Anywho. Yeah, I think Italy was just, like, such a relaxing time. And, like I was saying before, I went on this, like, boat trip for one of the days where we took a boat, and it took us out to this, like, island that was, like, a 30-minute boat ride away from Positano, where we were. And then we got to spend the day on the island, which was a super cute, like, very touristy destination. There was a ton of people, a ton of hotels, restaurants, little shops, everything and it was like so cute so we spent the day there then we went swimming in the ocean which is very salty by the way and I had to learn that the hard way um anyways we went swimming we went back on the boat and they kind of like took us around the island and it was so fun that day was so fun mainly because our boat tour guy was Italian and very very cute and I got to hold his hand sometimes when he helped me off and on the boat. And that was the highlight of my day. Anyway, yeah, so that day was really fun. The boat tour was really exciting and really fun. And you just got to, like, sightsee and be a tourist for a day, which is fun in that town because after being in France for so long where, like, 90% of the people speak French, being in that Positano town in Italy like the majority of people there spoke English because it's a tourist town so everyone who comes is speaking English or some ver- variation of English which is kind of refreshing um but yeah I just like I can't even uh I don't even know how to describe it like I am just like shocked that that place was real because I have been like dreaming of going to that specific place for years. I've always seen it on like my Pinterest board or on like TikToks or Instagram or even movies. And I'm like, that place isn't real. Like that's, that's stunning. It's, it's not a real place. And then to be there in person, it's even crazier. Like we would be sitting on the beach. They had this like beach place set up where you could like get chairs or like reserve chairs and you would just like sit there and then you, the water was right there. And you would look to your right, and, like, that iconic, like, m- like hill of buildings of, like, houses that are all different colors, it's just, like, right there. Like, right, right in your face. Ugh, so pretty. I want to go back. I mean, I'm glad to be back because it was a lot. Very tiring trip, but so worth it. And I feel like we had the right amount of time in each country too like I feel like we did a lot and yeah so I don't know if I have anything else to say about Italy like I don't even know how to describe Italy because it was insane oh nobody has trucks in Europe or at least in the places that we were that's kind of a stupid thing to notice but America is home of the trucks because I don't think I saw one pickup truck 
on the entire time we were there. Which, I don't hate that. I'm not going to lie. Am I an owner of a pickup truck? Was my first car a pickup truck? Yeah. I love Jolene. She was amazing. I loved her as my first car. But am I a fan of pickup trucks in general? No. So, go France. Go Italy for that. I just don't think they, maybe they just don't work there. I don't know. It's weird. Anyway, yeah. So, that's kind of like the big recap of our, of my trip. I hope that the people who listen to this are still listening and made it through all of it because I just needed somewhere to like, uh, like, examine and dissect this trip because there's so much happened in like so little days that I feel like it just kind of like blurred by and I kind of just wanted to go back and recount it and now I have a place that if I ever forget something I can come back to this and listen to this and be like oh yeah I remember when that happened I mean I have like a million pictures too so I can always just do that but uh yeah so if you want to see any of the pictures you can go onto my Instagram or something, or, yeah, that's right, or my Visco, because um, that's where most of them are. And the reality is that I will probably end up posting more pictures, because I just have so many freaking pictures that I want to post, because it was just so amazing. Uh, it was so amazing. <sighs> Literally a dream come true. Like, my life is... Everything that, hap- that happens after that is not not going to live up to that. Actually, that's not true. That's not a good mindset to have because the next couple of months of my life are going to be part are going to be crazy and awesome. But Europe was awesome and amazing and I want to go back and yeah. So if you made it to this point of the podcast, then you are awesome and you have all my love. Because I don't know if I would sit through 40 minutes of someone's talking about the trip they went on. But if you're here, go you. Slay. Um, I think that's the third time I've said slay in this podcast. And honestly, that's good for how many times I say it in a day. Um, yeah. Anyway, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. I know this wasn't my usual, like, advice, self-help kind of podcast, but I feel like this was kind of a good way to get back on that podcast train, especially since I haven't posted in a little bit. And I don't know. I hope that if you did listen to this, it was interesting and you enjoyed it and maybe you got something out of it because I definitely feel a little more cultured now that I've been to a completely different continent. I feel like it's an experience that some that like everyone needs to experience because it kind of helps you to see things outside of the bubble of that it, or like it helps you see that there is more to the life than just the bubble that is the US. Cuz I feel like we do kind of live in a bubble here a lot and kind of being able to break out of that and go to different places and experience different cultures and food and languages is important as a population. As, as a human species, it's important that we kind of, like, can understand other people and, like, where they're coming from and 
I don't know. Just a thought. Um, yeah. So if you're here, I love you. Thanks for being here. Um, and I guess we'll wrap it up. I will see you guys in the next episode. And yeah, I'll see you later.